welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 20th of August 2017, entitled, God the Rock, When He Says I Will, and the Bible reading is taken from the book of Exodus. Here's Brother Daniel Alexandri. For many Christians, the spiritual life is up and down, 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 up and down, down, up and down and down and who knows god knows okay um whereas the bible says that we should always soar go up upper and upper why because our god is in heaven our god is uh, the same he never changes he is alpha and omega and his word is yes and amen We should trust the Lord and continue to grow spiritually. Amen? Amen. We noticed in uh, Exodus that uh, Moses and Aaron went to uh, Pharaoh to ask the people, to ask uh, Pharaoh to let the people go and worship the Lord and leave the country of Egypt. And uh, Moses and Aaron did that because uh, they had an encounter with God. And God called them to this uh, specific ministry. And uh, Moses finally accepted the call of God. And he went. And after his uh, first encounter with uh, Pharaoh, the people judged him, accused him of... uh, making their lives harder and harder. But it wasn't uh, Moses, um, it was Pharaoh who didn't want the people uh, go, but stay and work for them. And it's Pharaoh that made uh, people's life harder and harder. But anyways, we, uh, we noticed a few things um, in the Bible. Uh, whenever we encounter hardship, don't forget your calling. God is the one who called you, so don't be discouraged. Don't give up. Keep on serving the Lord because the Lord is always there for you. Always go back to the Lord. Okay? When people doubt you and your calling, go back to the Lord and He will strengthen you. He will give you more power, more strength. And don't forget, God gave you and me a message. And our message is Moses' message to tell the people, thus saith the Lord. It's not my message. It's not your message. It's the Lord's message. Thus saith the Lord. That's what we need to tell people in this time we live in. And uh, we notice that God said, I will, in chapter 6, seven times. And number 7 is uh, the number of perfection, starting uh, with uh, verse um, 6. We see, uh, I will bring you out from under the burdens. I will redeem you with a stretched out arm. I will take you to me for a people. I will be to you a God. I will, in verse 8, I will bring you in unto the land, and I will give it to you for an heritage. 
That's what the Lord says. I will, I will, I will. And the one that speaks is the one that is called I am. Okay? So we see I am the Lord in verse 2. We see I am the Lord in verse 6. We see I am the Lord in verse 7. We see I am the Lord in verse 8 of chapter 6 of Exodus. So the one that says I am in Exodus chapter 6 is still the one that says today I am. Doesn't say I was. It says I am. So he's always here. <laughs> Doesn't matter if we grow old, okay? <laughs> or if we pass, he's still the same. He never ages, okay? He's Yes and AM. Alpha and Omega. That's what Revelation says about Jesus, about our God. So, back to I will. When God says I will, He says I will because He wants to show His power. And um, when He wants to show His power, He doesn't want to show His power only to the Egyptians. The ones that worship Lots and lots of gods and goddesses. He wants to show his power to Pharaoh also. But not only to them only. But to his people also. Because remember. When God sent Moses. To lead the people out of Egypt. The people wasn't very happy. The people was in a spiritual valley. Their faith wasn't that big. And when Moses had his encounter with Pharaoh, after he leaves the palace, he meets his people, and the people is blaming Moses. Instead of encouraging Moses for his calling, for his missions to lead the people out of Egypt and take them into their land, they judge Moses. They blame Moses. So we see, God says, I will. And he says it seven times. To prove that he is the only God. The only creator. The real God. And he wanted to show his power. His mighty hand. His strength. Not only to Pharaoh. Not only to the unbelievers. But to his people too. And yes, it's true. So many times we need to see God's power so faith can be strengthened because so many times we go down spiritually instead of going up, instead of growing. We see God sending the ten plagues upon the people of, of Egypt. And the first plague we mentioned was... Water turned into blood. I read what the scientists say about the ten plagues. They have explanations for each and every plague. The first one they say it's the red mud that just flow into the river of Jordan and it turned into, and that red mud had some algae inside, and the algae were poisonous, and that's why the water turned into uh, red and became poisonous. They don't want to accept uh, the power of God. 
They don't want to accept uh, the miracles that God performed. So they always have an explanation. God works in our lives too. And sometimes instead of uh, giving God the credit, we give uh, different explanations, reasonable explanations. God expects us to glorify Him, to give Him credit for everything. The fact that you are still alive today, it's His grace. The fact that you are on your feet today, and nobody is carrying you, this is God's grace. He needs to receive His glory. We should glorify Him. We can speak. There are people that cannot speak. There are people that cannot see. They are blind. We speak. We see. We need to glorify God with our mouth. We need to, even if we don't sing well, like we had a song where we, we hardly sang, just sing from the heart, from the depths, from the bottom of your heart. Just sing unto the Lord. Make a joyful noise. That's what the Bible says. Oh, man. Make a joyful noise. God wants a happy people. We noticed that at the Sunday school lesson. He rests upon our hearts with the spirit of glory. He came to us to make us a happy people. Because we have a place waiting in heaven for us. If heaven doesn't make us happy, what will make us happy? So with the first plug, God hits the God of the name of this God is Isis, the God of the river Nile. And water is essential for life. So God hit river Nile, turned that water into blood. The water became poisonous, so people couldn't drink of that water anymore. And people could see that their God is worthless. The real God hit their so-called God. And their God, called Isis, disappeared, vanished. Couldn't defend himself. You know, if you go to India and you say, oh... I want to present you a new God. Actually, it's not new. It's been there forever and ever. This is my God, Jesus Christ. And they, they would say, give me that Jesus. And if you have a statue or a picture with Jesus, they'll add it there on their shelves and say, okay, I'll, I'll worship Jesus along with my other gods. Krishna, Ghana, whatever, elephant. And they'll... Worship Jesus. Maybe we'll be happy. Oh, look, these people really accepted Jesus. But Jesus is not a picture. And Jesus cannot take, cannot share his glory with other gods. If we worship Jesus, we have to throw away all the idols. Because all the other gods are idols, not gods. 
God wanted to show not only to Pharaoh, to the Egyptians that worship this God, but to his people that he is the real God. He's got all the power. He is the mighty God. He can crush whatever God he wants. Because all the other gods are just idols. He hit them with their most essential thing for life, water. What was the, what was the, the thing, the next thing they did? Instead of repenting and going to worship God, to accept God as their God, real God, only God, powerful God, the Bible says that they started digging wells. You see their solution? Oh, we have our own solution. When God says something, and we don't accept it, even as Christians, we start looking for our own solutions. And they started looking for their own water. They started digging well so they can have their own. Oh, God, the God of the Israelites hit our God. We have another solution. This is plan B. They started looking for water. In chapter 7, verse 22, we notice the work of the imitators, the fakes. And the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments. Enchantments. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Neither did he hearken unto them, as the Lord had said. We see the magicians doing the same thing. They turn water into blood too. You see, the devil is a good imitator. The devil is at work. He knows how to deceive people. He's not new in this business. He's got thousands of years of experience. The next plug that Moses brings unto the uh, Egyptians is the frogs. If you, if you ever read, uh, I have, in Romania, I have a book. It's thick like this. It talks only about God's idols in different cultures. In Egypt, in Greece, all over South America, all over the nations. Thick like that, explaining each and every God. Thousands and thousands of gods. The Egyptians had another goddess, goddess of fertility, a lady with the head of a frog. When God sends the frogs, God is after the goddess of fertility of the Egyptians. They worship this goddess. The name of this goddess is Heket. Hecate means ruler, scepter. For them, a frog was a ruler. They worship the ruler, the scepter that the king holds in his hand. Shows power, authority, and God hit this goddess. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 8, from verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses, Go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, and they may serve me. And if thou refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all thy borders with 
frogs. And the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly. We shall go up and come into thine house and into thy bedchamber and upon thy bed and into the house of thy servants and upon thy people and into thine ovens and into even in the ovens where we prepare food. Instead of having uh, nice meat on the table, they had frogs on the table. Because frogs came out of the oven. All over the places, except one place. There was one place in the country that didn't have frogs. The place was called Go Goshen. Why? Why was that place spared? Because the people of God were living there. So everybody could see that only those that worship this goddess were hit by the plague. The Israelites had their own God, Jehovah. Even if they were disobedient, God was still there. God. You know, we as children of God, even if we are disobedient, we are still children of God and He's still our Father. He can smite us, He can punish us, but He will never give up on us. Because we are bought, we are purchased with a price. The price of Jesus Christ who died on the cross. He shed his blood for you and for me. We became children of God. And he will always be our father. God hit this goddess, hit these people, these unbelievers, into their own religion them, religious area. And they, they all saw God's hand. Look, in verse 5 and 6, we see that all these frogs came over. And they came over the rivers, over the streams, and over the ponds. And caused frogs to come up upon the land of Egypt. In verse 7... We see the magicians. They play an important role in, uh, in uh, the life of the Egyptians and in the life of the king of uh, Egypt, the Pharaoh. And says there, And the magicians did so with the enchantment and brought up frogs upon the land of Egypt. They did the same thing. The same thing Moses and Aaron did. And because... The magicians were good imitators. Look, the Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go. And then his heart hardens again. He thinks, oh, if my people can do if my magicians can do this, that means the gods of my magicians are real gods, Right? It seemed like he was touched by the miracle God performed there. But his heart hardened. And he didn't let the people go. Verse 15. But when Pharaoh saw that there was respite, he hardened his heart and hearkened not unto them, as the Lord had said. The third plague. Lies. 
lies a judgment against the God of desert named Seth. Chapter 8, verse 16. And the Lord said unto Moses, Say unto Aaron, Stretch out thy rod and smite the dust of the land, that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so. For Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and smote the dust of the earth, and it became lice in man and in beast. So people had lice, animals had lice, all the dust of the land became lice. All over the places there were lies. Wherever you turn, there were lies. Lies all over. So there were lies upon man and upon beast. Then the magicians said unto Pharaoh, Oh, what did they say? This is the, the finger of God. So Pharaoh's heart was hardened. And he hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. You see, the magicians here tried to do the same thing. But they couldn't do it. They couldn't. And they had to admit, this is the finger of God. You, you know, the devil is powerful, but he has his limitations. His disciples, his followers... Have powers, but they have limitations. God has all the power. Through His people, He can do whatever He wants. And look, the enemies of God had to acknowledge, this is the finger of God. God wanted to show His power, His strength. And the magicians noticed that. They, good, they took a good notice of that. And they, they even mentioned this to the Pharaoh. Pharaoh, your majesty, this is the finger of God. This is the finger of the Lord, Jehovah, the God of the Israelites. Even if... Uh, the devil can imitate and do many things. And uh, Paul says in the first Corinthians, second Corinthians chapter 11 about him and his uh, followers. And let's, let's see what the Bible has to say here in second Corinthians chapter 11, 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. What kind of apostles are these? False apostles. What kind of false apostles? Deceitful workers. And verse 14. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of he, he used to be an angel of life, light, and he can still be an angel of light. But when he transforms himself into an angel of light, he does that with a purpose. What's the purpose of it? To deceive. I heard so many people saying, oh, I, I saw the angel of God that came to me. And he told me this and that. Even Mohammed 
had an encounter with the angel of God. Angel of light. And he wrote a book. And he gave birth to a new religion. With a different guy. Is this the angel of light? The light of God? No, no, this is an imitator. This is a false angel. This is Satan that is transforming to an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness. Whose ends shall be according to their works. The devil can transform into an angel of light. His servants can, can transform into servants of righteousness. But the end is the same. Destruction for them. But yes... In the meantime, they can hurt lots of Christians. They can deceive lots of Christians. So don't let yourself be caught in the trap that if you see a miracle, it's a miracle of God. Because it's not all the time. Look at the magicians at Pharaoh's court. The magicians turned water into blood. They did it. The magicians brought out frogs. But when Moses brought the lies, the magicians couldn't do it. All they had to say was, this is the finger of God. We need to see the finger of God. It's only the finger. <laughs> it's only the finger of God. Imagine what the whole hand of God can do. If this is only the finger of God. Maybe this one. The small one. <laughs> Not even this one. It's the small finger of God. God can do much more. Bigger miracles. Greater miracles. He can do whatever he wants. And when we trust the Lord. And we follow the Lord. His word. That never changes. And we'll see. The finger of God at work in our own lives. And we need his finger to reassure us that he's still the same. The same strong, mighty God. We have a song, what a mighty God we have. What a mighty God we have. It's uh, usually sung by uh, children, but we all need to sing this song. What a mighty God I have. It's personal. It's personal. What a mighty God I have. I have to trust in Him. I have to worship Him. I have to glorify Him. I have to obey Him. It's personal. God wants a personal relationship with you and me. He wants a personal fellowship every day with you and me. So I can see his finger at work. If he can do these miracles with his finger. Can you imagine what he can do with his hand? If this is only his finger. And the magicians had to say this. This is the finger of God. We cannot do anything here. We cannot imitate. Because when God says stop. The devil. 
To his imitators, it stopped. There's nothing else beyond that. And the people of God should always see the finger of God. Sometimes God needs to use his rod. We can see his finger. Because we go astray. But praise the Lord. He's always there. He's always there for you and for me. We can always turn to him, even if we make mistakes. He's there. And we say, I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me. Please forgive me. He's always there. Restore the fellowship with us. Because he's a loving God. He's a righteous God. He's a holy God. But he's a loving God. And he is always there for you and for me. The fourth and the last for today. The fourth miracle that God performed. And it's a plague for the Egyptians. Because it really hurt them. Is the flies that God had to send to Egypt. In chapter 8, verse 21 to uh, verse 24, we read, Else, if thou wilt not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies upon thee, and upon thy servants, and upon thy people, and into thy houses. And the houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies, and also the ground whereon they are. And I will savor in that day the land of Goshen. Oh, we read about Goshen here, okay? Maybe you read it differently than me. Okay, but it's the same. G-O-S-H-E-N, okay? Goshen? Is it Goshen? Goshen? Okay, good. In which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there. To the end thou mightst know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. You see, God, all that God's done here and is doing, still doing today, is that all the earth, all the people know that I am the Lord. God is the Lord. He's the master. He's the creator. He can do whatever he wants. Whether you agree or not. You can be against him or you can be with him. But if you are against him, you are the one that will suffer. It's not him. It's you. It's me. If we go against the Lord. And verse 24, and the Lord did so. When God says something, he does so. Amen? And the people of God said, Amen. <laughs> Amen? When God says something, He does so. This is God. He keeps His word. He keeps His promises. We shouldn't doubt God. Because God is God. He never changes. We should trust Him. And the Lord did so. And there came a grievous swarm of flies into the house of Pharaoh. And into his servants' houses. And into all the land of Egypt. And the, the land was corrupted by reason of the swarms, of the swarm of flies. Whatever God said in the previous verses, it happened exactly the way he said it in verse 24. God had to judge the fly God, another God. River of Nile, a God of the Egyptians. The frog-headed woman, a goddess of fertility. 
God had to smite them. God is smiting another God. The fly God. So many gods. In this land here. What do you think about our days? Do you think um, there is only one God and people recognize it's Him as the only God, Creator? No. It's the same. Even if we live in the 21st century with um, civilized countries like the UK, US, Germany, France, in all these countries, civilized countries, not third world countries, but these civilized countries, we find again and again lots of gods, lots of goddesses, lots of idols, thousands and thousands with a different name. They just change the name, but they are the same. Nothing changes. You see, people are still away from God, even if they are more civilized, more educated. God had to smite all these gods, and He's still doing this. We just need to take a notice of that. God is still on the throne, and God is still the same. He wants to glorify Himself. And he wants us to glorify him. And he wants us to trust in him. And he wants us to tell others about him, not about us. He wants us to convey his message. Thus saith the Lord. What does the Lord say? I am the Lord. And he, if he is the Lord, if he is the master, we are his servants. And we should live our life as his servants. Not as little masters. Lord, you are the master. But I'm a little master, you know. <laughs> I'm still a master. I'm not with a capital letter M. I'm with a small letter, but I'm a master. That's what the devil wants us to think. That we are masters. Right? We can do whatever we want. But the Lord says, I am the master. I am the Lord. You see his hand at work? You see his finger at work? Let's worship this master. Let's worship this Lord, this creator. If he can do these things with a finger, he'll do greater things with his hand. Let's see God's hand at work. Let's take a notice of his mighty hand, mighty finger. And not, not forget that we have a message. A message for the whole world. God is love. He sent His Son to die for you and for me. And only through Him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but by me. So, He excludes any other God. Any other way. And He lets there only one way. Jesus Christ. Have you chosen Jesus Christ to be your Savior? If you did, praise the Lord. You are His child. But if you haven't, if you added Jesus Christ on the shelf along with other little gods you have, don't forget that God smote all these gods. He turned them into nothing to 
show that he is God. And he's doing the same thing today. He wants you to see that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He can give you life right now if you come to him and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Let's bow our heads in, in prayer. And if you are here and you are not saved, you are not a believer, you are not a newborn Christian, God is calling you. Come unto me. Come unto me. Jesus said, repent and believe. This is the only way. If you come and you say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I deserve death. Jesus Christ died for me. I believe he died for me. He rose again. Have mercy on me. Save me. Whosoever shall call upon the Lord, the name of the Lord, shall be saved. And you will be saved if you call him in this manner. Maybe you are a child of God. And you're going through the valley. The valley of your life. A spiritual decrease instead of increase. God wants to remind you that He is still God. He is still I am. He still has the power, all the power. Come to Him. Trust in Him. Trust in His promises, in His mighty hand, mighty finger. He loves you. And if He promised something to you, rest assured, He will keep His word. Don't listen to the devil. The devil is there to imitate God, to deceive you and make you go away from God. He knows that if you are close to God, you'll be encouraged. You'll have strength. You'll do something for the Lord, just like Moses did. If you are away, you'll get colder and colder. And you won't be used by God. Come to the Lord. Get closer to Him. He's there with stretched arms to receive you back. Oh Lord, work in the hearts of your people, I pray, Lord, that we we'll all understand your mighty hand, your great love. And the fact that you never change and you keep your promises. The devil is trying to deceive us every day. He's trying to make us go away from you. The Lord, you are there for us. Help us. Always come to you in prayer. Acknowledge our mistakes, our sins. And receive strength from you. Lord, I pray for those who are here. I don't know if there is anyone unsaved here. But you know the hearts of the people. We are here to help those in need. And if the Holy Spirit dealt with the heart and they understood they need you, Lord, please, Lord, help them to, to call your name and be saved. If they need some more explanations, some more verses from the Bible. We are here to help. We pray for 
each and every soul here. In Jesus' name, amen.